Thanks for joining us for Season 7 of the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the Finance Guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the Restaurant Guy. Thanks for the introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me the Restaurant guy. Really? No, no, no. Call me Shatsy. Yeah. Call me Shatsy. I'm like, call me Shatsy. WTF. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Together, we are the personalities behind branded strategic hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, food service, technology, innovation, and capital. Jimmy, we got a fantastic show today. We really do. We do. I mean, we got a great show. But before I jump into it, Jimmy, I got to talk to you about something that's super important to me. And I was... I was having drinks last night and I was talking to, I'm not going to, I don't want to, you know, name drop. You want to name names? I, I, I don't want to name names, but I was with a famous actor, famous actor at one of our restaurants having drinks. And he was talking to me and I saw his mouth moving. And I'm like, so excited to be with this famous actor, but I couldn't focus because I was thinking about one thing. Jimmy, what do you think I was thinking about? Uh, climate, uh, climate change. No, no, no. no. <laughs> All I was thinking about is the branded marketplace. Oh, of course. Oh, boom. Of course. I'm with the oh, famous right. actor from a great TV show that's on primetime television that we all know. And I'm sitting there with this guy having drinks. And all I can think about is the branded marketplace. How can we help operators do better? That's what I'm thinking about, Jimmy. So I, am, I encourage 24-7. everybody to go to the brandedmarketplace.com. Check it out. You will find solutions for Everything you need to run your hospitality business today, Jimmy. And if you want to, if you have a solution that's solving a problem for hospitality and you want to get on it, just email me at marketplace at brandedstrategic.com. We'll get you onboarded in like just five minutes or something like that, Jimmy. It's very fast. And Jimmy, do you know how much it costs for you to go and check this out and use it? I'm sensing this is very expensive, very expensive. That's what's crazy, Jimmy. It's free. <laughs> free and after free i death. came out of my days talking to this famous actor i started telling this famous actor at the marketplace and let me tell you he started using it he loved it, loved actually, it. He, probably, he probably asked you it's free how do we make any money yes he said and i said volume i said volume, volume. he said what are you an idiot <laughs> i said talk to my partner jimmy he's finance guy anyway jimmy that's what i was thinking about let's talk about the great show we've got today we do have a very special show, and uh, as always, that self that self promotion uh, was sponsored by Chico's Bail Bonds. If you need, is a there bail any bond, way we can get uh, another sponsor, Jimmy? Can we? I really love Chico's. I love Chico's. But they don't uh, pay us, Jimmy. That's the problem. Yeah, Chico. We, we do it for the love. Check's of always in the mail. Yeah, love the support. Okay, we are. We do have a very special episode today. We have our friend, our partner, Mister Gary Goodman founder and CEO of Yumpingo coming to us live from Austin, Texas, by way of the great United Kingdom. And I'm just hoping and maybe apologize. Across the pond, as they say, right, Jimmy? Just hoping, Shats, you don't break in, uh, into any of your uh, attempts of your British accent, because let me tell you, nobody needs it. No one needs it. No one wants it. Um, don't but say nobody them. likes it. I didn't say no one likes it, but they're laughing. They're laughing with you, Shatsy, with you. At, at him, at him. Okay, Gary, after that banter, we would like you to take the lead. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, uh, longtime listener, first time guest. Uh, please give us a little background about yourself and, of course, your elevator pitch on Yum Pingo. Gary, let's go. You got 30 seconds, Gary. <laughs> 
Is that more idea of morning? Jimmy Shatsy, what can I say to you? First of all, hello, good morning. It's it's fantastic being here. I'm a, I'm an avid listener to your podcast. Have been for since it started, and it's done this for the seventy third podcast. That's how much I know about you guys. Um, Yumpingo was the the third investment you guys made. You know that you've now made how many investments? Forty in total. Forty. Forty. Okay. So we were we were your third proper date in life. Yes. And uh, so yeah. So I kind of. Well, it wasn't easy. You get getting you on the um, podcast. You're a busy guy. You always remember your third time. Seventy third person, <laughs> third investment. I'm just leave it there. Just gonna leave it there. Okay. Um, yeah. So Gary Goodman. Uh, I'm English. I was born in Manchester, England. Sound Brooklyn. Was, Sound from Brooklyn. I was bo- I was born on the day. Well, I was actually born the day before Manchester City won the FA Cup final, and I was induced at birth. So um, my my dad was a fan, and the midwife and my father went down to watch the game the following day. So I was born a true blue. Things are going pretty well for us right now. Um, I qualified as a lawyer. Um, I would have been a terrible lawyer, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm a person that likes challenging the rules rather than following them. So I kind of went into marketing... Um, Soon after that, and, 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 and my best ever job, my sort of favorite ever job, other than being self-employed, was working for Wrigley's. I was in charge of Hub Bubba, the bubblegum brand. I was in charge Hubba, of new product Hubba, developments. Hubba, you... Hubba Bubba. Hubba Bubba. Hubba Bubba, yeah, exactly. So I was, I was like Willy Wonka for bubblegum around the world that was just the best job ever, honestly. And, um, and then, yeah, I moved into the crazy world of building digital platforms about 20 years ago. Um, right at the end of the dot-com boom bust sort of bubble. And I've been building platforms to connect people and processing data ever since. Um, Yampingo is a customer experience management platform. Uh, we deliver real-time guest insights at unique scale for restaurants across all service styles. And we're transforming how they're making key decisions of the business from the retrospective kind of monthly reports that they would be using to real-time daily things to do. And if you want to know how the name came about, Yumpingo, we answer three questions better than anyone else in market. The yum is related to how happy your guests are eating my food. So we basically track happiness at a greater scale than anyone else. The pin is to do with what's driving that happiness. So effectively, the kind of why behind happiness. And the go, critically, and for us uniquely, is what do you do about it? How do you align your teams to focus on the right things based on what your guests are telling you and saying to you? Because our view is that feedback is really just opinions if you're not sure what to do about it. And um, that's not particularly helpful. I love that. Yeah, that's Gary. That's, you just that's, found out what young bingo means. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> but I, I feel like I was going to ask these questions, and then you just kind of like you, – you blew, you blew me up here. But listen, we Apologies. still want to take, take a deeper dive into okay. who Gary Goodman is. What makes Gary Goodman tick? So we'd like to ask you, Gary, I mean, you've been a prolific marketer and a serial entrepreneur, but your story goes back to when you were just a small lad. May I say lad, Jimmy? You can say lad. That, that's just a small lad. And I didn't say it in my, in my English accent, Jimmy. And everyone thanks you for that. When you were just a small lad at five years old, back in, <laughs> I don't know, Surrey, back in Surrey, uh, with with the lambs or or cattle running around or something like that, right, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, that's right, uh, uh, Gary. Uh, Shatsy's going to his Fraser Crane moment. He's I'm loving tell it. You, I'm loving tell it. You, he's, Cheshire, he's by the way, not Surrey, but it's still quite posh. Whatever. It's it's yeah. it's out in the countryside over there, right? right? Probably right. at five. You probably had a pint in your hand, thinking about <laughs> being a football player. But instead, no, you changed course. 
not a football player. You got into marketing. And tell us a story how <laughs> Young Pingo was created. I was five, five years old. Had a pint. He's out this there. Five years old. Listen, the Brits drink very early, Jimmy. You know that. So I think you might have been speaking to one of your colleagues, Julie, because we had a chat a little while ago, and I told her this story, which my parents told me a few weeks ago that they flew into Austin about a month ago, and they told me that when I was a toddler, not a not a chap or a young lad, but a toddler, that's the word we use anyway. Well, that's what I meant. I yeah, meant okay. five months right. old. Did I say five I, years old? Five years old, toddler. I My parents love going to restaurants. And they thought I had a bladder problem because every single time I went to a restaurant, I asked you were drinking up, so much beer. <laughs> no, every, every every time I went to a restaurant, I asked to be picked up and carried to the toilets. And the purpose of that of that trip, and I still do it today. I'm not being carried; I'm walking. Is to see the food on tables, is to see the kitchen. So at a very very young age, I had a fascination with with food being cooked, and and ah. and that's kind of um, transferred into. Why Yampingo is is here today. So about six years ago, a mate of mine from school, who was the CEO of quite a large restaurant group in the UK, uh, had, had lunch with him, and I was trying to again fixing the, building a platform that connect people and process and data for restaurants. Given how challenging this space is, given how, how high touch it is as a sector, and I asked him the question that I tend to ask a lot of people in my career, which is, if you had a magic wand and anything was possible using technology but i thought that was well, jimmy's question he always used the magic wand story well, i gave it to him i gave it to him. yeah um, it's, it's that's what would you do what would you do and this guy this guy looked around his restaurant and this would have been six years ago at his guests and said listen i i love comics as a kid and in the uk that would be like the beano and dandy were the two famous comics so he mentioned those names he wanted to see the thought bubbles of his guests eating his food and then we had a couple of glasses of wine or pints of beer, Jimmy, if you want me to say that. And we, we progressed that conversation into saying, if, if we could traffic like that information and share the kind of things to fix with the people to fix them, front of house, back of house, head office, and share the stuff that people love with each other, wouldn't that be something? And, and so, is, that, and, and you were five? No, no, this is beyond <laughs> this is six that years is, ago. That's some crazy thing. At five years Shad, old, he's Shad, thinking this, Jimmy. Convoluted story, Shad. It was a five-year-old story that he jumped a little bit. I've jumped to, some years. Okay. Yes, jumped to, All right, well, listen, that's incredible. Five years old, and he's thinking about how we can help diners. I mean, that's why this guy is unbelievable. Listen, Jimmy, before we get into it, we've got breaking news. Jimmy, breaking news. Are you ready? I'll let Gary be the judge of whether it is or is not breaking Young news. Young Pingo is now – wait a minute. Wait, it's coming in right now. Yeah. Uh, it is now officially operating in 22 countries around the globe. Jimmy, that is breaking news. Hit the wires. That just came through. What can you tell us about interna international expansion? Gary Goodman, Young Pingo, CEO, go. It wasn't really our plan. Right, because uh, I have to say that much is that <laughs> over COVID, we we won we won Nando's in the UK, and they're the largest restaurant group in the UK. And within about three months, we rolled that across Australia. How many stores does Nando's have? Four hundred in the UK. Wow, four hundred stores. Uh, so for Nando's, um, Nando's and everywhere. Within three months, we were in Australia, and then we've been working with their global team on truly trying to map out the kind of the kind of pillars of Nando's brand everywhere. And they've now rolled out across a further 18 countries, um, including places like Qatar. Now, why is Qatar famous? Why is Qatar a big deal? Don't they have month? like the World Cup is going to be they here, have right? the World Cup there, yeah. I'm not going to go there to see. We have um, Mauritius, 
that I was sad to find out needed no personal onboarding to get Mauritius up over and you got to have four restaurants in Mauritius and like I said a bunch of restaurants um but I uh, but I heard they're adding a fifth which is going to be amazing <laughs> a fifth restaurant yes a fifth restaurant I I guess I guess so so yes so we kind of went through covid and because we we sort of moved our our platform to be integrated with lots of order and pay platforms and booking platforms it means we could we could literally roll out Australia in a day from London and that's what we did. So it's so quite a sort of, I mean, COVID was like sort of obviously terrible across the board for, for, for lots of reasons. But there were some, some things that we, had, we were forced to do that we were just you know, able to innovate and get things done. I tell you, a lot there. And congratulations, 22 countries. That is awesome. And, and let me just Thank say, that's like, half the, that's like yeah. half the world. Look, no, it's not. Well, it's, it's not half the world. Are you sure? It's a very small part. Let me just help both of you guys sorry, out sorry, a little sorry, bit. Um, coming back from my emerging market days, okay. um, it's Qatar not Qatar, it's Qatar. Um, and, and people will disagree with me, but it's, but it's right. you, you play the Qatar, right? You play the Qatar. I, I don't call your, I don't call, I don't call your, uh, your company Yump Ingo, it's Qatar. And you have to put the emphasis on the right syllabus. Anyway, okay, enough of that with a little, uh, little bit of lesson there. Um, listen, Gary, we have come. Thank you, Professor Jimmy. Hey, I do what I can to, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a giver. I'm giving information, dropping knowledge. Listen, we've come a long way. Uh, from surveys and comment cards. Um, can you talk to us about the evolution of guest feedback or what you refer to as the original dumb surveys to where we are now? I find this to be so interesting. Tell us about the transformation or the evolution. I, I don't call them dumb. I call them crappy surveys. But I think that there's a kind of – so when did you guys last complete a survey that you need to key in a, a sort of code for, be incentivized to get a – a freak of a coffee, and it took you more than 10 minutes. It was 1992. It's been a while. Have you ever done it? I don't think I really – I think I'm a no. I really – Yeah, so 99.5% so of people never do it, right? Yeah. So in terms of – and technology in hospitality needs to be hospitality-centric, right? So if so, so my view is that imagine that you had a um, – chat. So imagine that you had a new dish on the menu that 99.5% of guests never ordered. And he said, okay, well, let's, let's, let's make it half price. And it didn't change the needle. Still 99.5% would never order it. You take it off the menu, right? But yes. for yes. four years, Definitely. four years, we've been shipping surveys to everybody in it that are long form that um, are normally the kind of day after you've been to eat. It's putting the guests to work. It's taking 10 minutes to get even 20 people a month to fill it out. You need to incentivize them to do something. And... Um, and it leads to what? It leads to a report you get, like a word cloud report you get on a monthly basis, and you got to try and take that information and 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 focus on how teams spend their time through operations. So, so it's, if you're doing that, if you're listening to this podcast and doing that, I'm telling you, there's, there's a much better way, and um, and that's what we've been trying to build out over the last six years. Great. Well, that's a perfect segue. Let's talk about guest feedback in this new era, the new era of guest feedback. How has Yumpingo? shifted gears in light of new dining habits and and for lack of a better uh i mean uh, the pandemic i mean it certainly changed dining habits so young pingo before the pandemic was already changing feedback then the pandemic hit. so tell us what's going on we raised our series a which is a pretty important event for any company at our stage uh it closed in february 2020 i think it was the day before the pandemic i'm just gonna <laughs> settle it was february 2020 so I mean, you need good timing, right, Gary? Need a bit of luck in business. That was that was pretty good timing. Um, 
And if you, it, and, and then at, at that time, almost our entire business was focused on full-service restaurants. But within a month, they just had the door closed, right? So we, we couldn't service full-service restaurants uh, in the market for maybe 18 months. So we had to work out what the heck we're going to do with our, with our capital, with our money. And we landed on doing, doing three things. We, we, kind of, we got the data flowing across all service styles. So we built this kind of ingestion hub that sends a one-minute review to guests at the right point in time, normally live, across all service styles for integrations with like Olo and Toast. We've done about 25 integrations around the world. Um, the second thing we did is that we, we wanted to make that survey as smart as, as possible, which means that we've built a survey engine that is a bit like an ad server. We basically now can pinpoint um, the questions to ask in under a minute that really matter to guests to answer. And we're getting between two and four dish reviews per review. And the guest tells us a based on how happy they are and why based on this profiling. We've profiled now about 30 million, dish, 30 million customer reviews over the last four years to understand what is the key drive happiness by different service sales. And that's what's, what we've used to really make that survey smarter. And the biggest, the biggest thing we focused on, which is the biggest ask for our customers leading up to COVID, which is basically that they, they love the data, but data doesn't really cut it. They wanted to know, just tell me what to do. Just, just, just use it. Tell, tell my GMs, what are the top three things they should be focusing their time on this week based on your data? So we built Smart Action that does just that with some workflow around it. So we basically took some time out and was able to, to really sort of get the product into a place that had had a much better product market fit coming out of COVID than we had before. I love it. You took a time out um, and came back stronger than ever. Listen, I um, when we met you, we looked at your platform and shared it with some of our operator friends and partners, and we saw how it resonated and why it resonated and 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 why um, Brandon is an operator centric platform. We we want to do things that are good for the owners and operators um, and support them. And your Young Pingo resonated with these operators, and and rather than kind of tell that story, let me let me, let me I don't I don't want to lead the witness, but in your opinion and in your experience, why is guest feedback so important, and specifically, why is it so financially valuable? Can you put a, a dollar amount on a review? Six dollars. I don't I, I don't <laughs> I'm going to put zero dollars on a review. How's that? That that, that was shocking. Okay. I thought you just said six dollars, Gary. I heard that. That was you, Shannon. That, that, that was shocking. <laughs> All right. Why is it so financially valuable? Then? Well, 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 hang on. I think that there's this perception that that feedback is is of high value, but I keep on stressing that unless you know what to do with it, it's just data, right? Mm -hmm. So you have yes. to know what to do with it. Um, there are two major headwinds that we are facing across the industry. They're both related to efficiency. So I pin, if you like, the ROI for what we try and do as a company to those two things. On the first is labor, hard to find, more expensive, younger, less experienced, but more digitally enabled. So by pinpointing how that labor should spend their time, labor's not just a headcount challenge, right? It's not about that finding people. It's about aligning on people to spend time doing the right things that matter to guests. And that's an area that we focus feedback is, is the inputs, but it's the outputs that make the difference. And the second would be inflation. So how do restaurants absorb these, these rising costs in the business? Um, and we, we're doing a ton of work right now on price elasticity for menus based on, based on which part of the menu can absorb more cost. We look at the perception of value. Um, 
We do A-B testing now for uh, customers based on new suppliers and ingredients to manage margins on, on, on dish. And just a couple of stats to share with you is that, you know, there's a group we've worked with in the last, you know, six months um, across 200 stores. They, they've been doing an A-B test of their French fries supplier for two reasons. One around margins, the other around they wanted the fries to be crispier when it's been delivered. And we were able to... They should to, just buy McDonald's French fries. No, 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 no. Well, I'm not going to tell you it was, but I think that... But we were able to demonstrate, first of all, that yes, very, very quickly in this A-B test, that uh, the new supplier was cheaper and the crisps arrived... So the, the chips arrived crispier. And MPS, it's one of our key metrics that we use for happiness, increased by eight points. And that's, that's quite a big lift, I've got to tell you. They also optimized their portion size, as in they reduced their portion size by two chips, two French fries. And that saved about $5 million last year in the cost of price. So it's about, I can't say, the feedback, the surveys are great. It's the inputs, but it's what you do with it that matters. I love that, especially how um, that little bit of information got turned into a decision that, I don't know, saved $5 million. Um, <laughs> that is freaking awesome. Gary, I've been told that you have what you refer to as a one-minute chat talk. Okay, I mean TED talk on why restaurants exist. One-minute TED talk on why restaurants exist. I'd love, you to, I'd love you to share with our listeners today, and I will get out my, uh, my, my watch, my timer. I'm ready. I'll let you, sir, go. You walk into a restaurant. Right, you're there for either two hours, full service restaurant, 30 minutes, it was a fast casual experience. Now, the only reason I think walking into that restaurant for a guest is to leave a bit happier. And the restaurant can't really impact how happy you are when you walk in. You might have had a, a crappy business meeting, the traffic might have been bad, but that maybe have a decent booking platform or, or, or you know, uh, car park. Um, but once inside the restaurant, there are literally, I think there's thousands of things that impact how I feel, right, about that experience. And it's about understanding um, when people leave the restaurant, if leaving happier, you know, sort of why. And so if you can just, you know, sort of focus on moving the needle to do a few things every week to improve that underlying happiness score, that's your brand health. That's what's going to drive the business. And outside, you know, all of your marketing of trying to pull traffic into the business, if your fundamentals are improving month on month, week on week, day on day, you'll have a, you'll have a better business. He shoots, he scores. Well done, sir. Well played. Jatty. So let's be clear. Operators, we got a lot on our plate, man. We are running around. We are changing light bulbs. We are fixing things. We're doing a lot in a restaurant. You know, menu changes, like you said, labor issues. There's inflation. There's equipment breaking. There's all sorts of problems going on. We got a lot of going on trying to make our guests happy. How do we have time? I mean, some people say we don't have time to review every piece of feedback. I mean, what do you say about that? Uh, that I agree we with you. We just them. don't have time to review it all. I agree with them. I think that, I mean, it depends on, on the nature of what I And I quote you on that, Gary. <laughs> I, hang on a second. I've got, I've got more to say. <laughs> I, I agree with them, but it, it's, it, it's it, you have to look at the, what, what sort of feedback it is. Yes. If the feedback's coming from public reviews, you need to respond to that. That's your online brand that drives footfall. That that's traffic. Okay, so that's that's an important part of 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 you know everyone's job, and 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 we provide that service as well. But the actual reading every review. I mean, actually, we have a live dashboard in service that sits in the past in the kitchen that people love to look at because ninety percent of the reviews is love. 
and we're celebrating how people feel in a really positive way in those restaurants. But the reality is that, as I said before, that feedback is only useful if you know what to do with it. That's what we're trying to do as a business, to help restaurants understand what to do with it. And it's actually focusing on the actions, not the inputs. I dig that. By the way, Gary, the reason why Shatsy was so quick to jump in when you say I agree with, when you agreed with him, he wants to record that and take it home to his wife. That's what he wants to do. He wants to. Anytime he, anyone he, no, he wants, he wants a discount. That's what he wants. I, he will, wants I will run that. I will, I will replay it over and over again. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. With I agree. With I agree with with hey, Timmy, hear that? Someone agrees with me. <laughs> All right. Listen, before we move on, and I think this next point is more pertinent than ever with what's going on with uh, in the current labor market and with labor woes. Um, and I'm serious about this. I am very proud to share, and I'm not gonna do the whole Shatsy uh, breaking news shtick, um, but I will say that I'm happy to share that Yumpingo has been one of the strongest company cultures that we've seen. Absolutely one of the strongest uh, and best cultures of any company that we have the privilege of working with um, and being partners with. Can you share your secret sauce to your happy employees thank you jim and that means i mean loads to me i gotta say because it's kind of you know it's, it's actually really hard to recreate i mean when you work in a restaurant environment that is a family that you've just built out around you right to put that into a technology company is not easy but it's it's i mean for, for kind of me and the team it's all about a common purpose i mean every every job app we have has who loves food by the job title it it kind of means that we have a broad church of people that have come from either hospitality or just have a passion for the cause of, of helping people at servers connect better with the people that are eating their food. And I mean, the context is our, our VP of engineering uh, is the biggest food blogger in Milan. That's Milan, Italy. Jimmy, in case you weren't sure. Um, <laughs> he, he also writes cookbooks and, and he, he's now able to, to reopen his, his kitchen that he runs as a restaurant from his house on Saturdays. So we have this kind of over 50 people in the company now and um, there's just this sort of glue that, and it, mean, it meant that through COVID, we did cook-offs together. We have, a, a, you know, sort of um, every week we have an award for the star baker, taken from from Bake Off, and and, and we just embed that into our culture. And I think that um, I I hitchhiked down from Paris to the Carmargo when I was 18. I spent three months working in a restaurant, washing dishes, and then I was doing like shelf food, uh, you know, so platters and. And then, I, and then in the end, I was doing steaks and sauces and stuff. I that was the best. That was the best environment to work in in terms of culture I've ever been to. And I, and what I've been trying to do is to recreate a bit of that in our company. I think, like I think you've, you're you're succeeding in that, and and kudos to you and, and to the team. Uh, I think um, Shatz and I um, we love this industry. Um, we think one of the challenges of, of technologists selling into it is understanding uh, the workflow and the processes and a myriad of other things, but also just the way the team uh, needs to operate and work together. And, and for, our, for our listeners, I mean, just note how many times Gary's in this podcast as far as use words like love and celebration and happiness. Um, this is a man who runs a technology company. Um, and those are yet the the words that he's describing, um, what his tech does and the information he's trying to garner and 
gather for for operators. It's really amazing. All right, we're going to move on. Um, it turns out that while we started this podcast because Shatz and I like to talk a lot and we like to ask people questions, we also learned along the way. And before Shatz jumps in, yes, I probably talk a smidgen more than he does. Um, smidgen, just a smidgen. Um, but we learned along the way that sometimes our guests have questions for us. So here's our section, Talking Back. Uh, we'll let you take the mic, Gary. You can ask us any question you like. Nothing's off the table. It's yours, sir. Guys, I believe – and I, I've met a lot of people in the US, I believe that you two know more about the art of the possible in restaurant technology and running restaurants than anyone else that I could spend a few drinks with. And so I'm going to ask the same question I asked my mate in that restaurant six years ago. If anything was possible, magic wand to hand, and you could invent something that would help your restaurants using technology, what would that be? I just want to jump in, Jimmy. Thank you, Shad. Because uh, Gary only knows six people. <laughs> so the idea that That's we're the true. smartest people, it's really <laughs> not that great because it's like his wife, me, you, and like his daughter. You know what I mean? It's like, there's just, it's not my a very big. I'm my son. Don't forget my and son. And his son. And his son. It's like, it's like, sir, edit that out, please. Gary made a wonderful comment about us, and then Shachi just, just <laughs> used it. Okay. All right. All right, Shachi, go ahead. What's your, uh, what's your, what, you got the magic wand, Shats. What do you Can you repeat the question? Magic wand. <laughs> you're holding, you're in your restaurant. You're in one of your restaurants. You're holding a magic wand, and you're going, right, I need to fix something using technology. You're going to wave your magic wand. It'll be fixed. What are you going to fix? What's the thing that you want to build? You know, I think it goes back to, I know it's fixing, but I think there's always this idea and it's aspirational for sure from a restaurant operator's point of view. And we speak to a lot of our brothers and sisters in the restaurant space. It would be amazing if there was one company that did everything really, really well, and you only had to deal with one company for everything. <laughs> you have your restaurant, and there's just one other company to do everything. That would be really cool. I'm talking everything. I'm talking buy my produce, buy my beverage, my sale, everything. That would be, that'd be unbelievable. Buy a so, magic wand, that'd be great. Yeah, so I have to tell you, I'd actually, I expected uh, Gary Shatsy to give an answer um, basically give that answer. Um, what I was going to say is um, integrations and bundled solutions and, and a way in which we remove the friction from the myriad of technology um, really value that we need. Um, we're a very antiquated uh, industry and despite all the, um, the movement and the transformation, um, we're, we're, I'll, I'll go with a, a U.S. A sports analogy, we're still in the very early innings. And I know that shocks people, but we really have so much further to go. And we've, we're accelerating uh, the pace of which we're embracing and adopting tech. But at the end of the day, um, this is the most fragmented industry I've, I've ever seen. And it's not a one size fits all. So I would agree with Shatz that if I could have a, have a magic wand, it would really be to more seamlessly integrate the various components that one needs from the off-premise omni-channel to the guest engagement, um, the guest feedback, the back of house, the data and analytics, all of that is so highly correlated and connected to one another. And yet most restaurants um, range between using 20 to 40 tech vendors and managing 20 to 40 tech vendors. That is a lot of friction. 
that needs to be managed. So um, I guess what I would say is that that it's maybe it's not the magic wand you would have liked us to say, oh, we want autonomous vehicles to deliver our food. But the fact is, it is absolutely the integration we'd love to have to make it a more fluid process for us to run the business. There you go. So, so seamlessness. I don't think we can have just one company doing everything because then we I've can't. got no we business. Can't. Yeah, we can't. We can't. People no. would hate no. all the controls. No, and you said stuff. magic wand, Gary. Yeah. Be, no, no one wants to have just just, just one. It's one not. Vendor. No, it's not going to be one company, one vendor, but it is going to be a solution. Seamless. It is going to be a seamless, highly integrated, frictionless. Because if we could create that type of experience for operators. They will get better. They will get smarter. They will deliver greater satisfaction and happiness, love to their guests. That's what we. That's what we'll get. The good news is that I think that the bulk of the industry agrees with you, including the technology companies that are working together. Absolutely, there are still there are still some laggards. Let, let's be clear. I mean, there's still some people that I'm sure people listening to this podcast know that in their tech stack, the some companies that are not very open that are trying to be quite controlling, and um, I would just encourage them to give them a, a bit of a kicking. Yep. To be more open. No, but by the way, it's a great question. Great and, question. And, and, and Chatsy, um, you know, and Chatsy, your answer, I'm going to give you a solid, uh, you know, B, B minus. Solid B minus. <laughs> hey, great, great question, Gary. All right, let's go on to the next segment. Uh, if you follow us on LinkedIn, uh, we do a poll every week about fun restaurant food, uh, hospitality, just a fun poll to uh, just find out what people are thinking about. So last week, the poll was, uh, what is your favorite virtual brand? It's Just Wings, Cosmic Wings, Mr. Beast, and Tender Shack. Carl, who do you think is going to win the poll? Uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I mean, it's very no wrong answer. It's... America's going to vote. Um, I think America's going to go Mr. Beast. Carl says, uh, Mr. Beast, Meredith, America's going to decide who is the favorite delivery only restaurant. Well, certainly based on their sales traction, I think Carl's right. It's probably Mr. Beast, but I have to say it's just wings because number one, I like a huge company moving that fast. Wow. Huge kudos to them. And then number two, uh, every time I say it's just wings, I smile like, oh, it's just wings. Don't worry. It's just wings. Yeah, it's just wings. How bad could that be? <laughs> All right. So this week, Gary. We are going to ask you what our LinkedIn poll, what is your favorite amusement park? Okay. And the options are Disney. It could be Disneyland, Disney World, Disney Paris. It could be any <laughs> Disney property that you want. Six Flags. There are a whole bunch of them, probably one down in Texas somewhere. Legoland. And of course, Universal Studios. Six Flags, I haven't been to that. that that's a new one on me. Is, is that worth going to? Yeah, there's a bunch of them. It's a great one. There's got to be a couple in Texas because everything's bigger in Texas. They probably want big ass roller coaster. Very safe. Six Flags, very safe. Don't worry. Yeah, to, Just bring a helmet. They, a helmet yeah, and they, a, they, uh, they got and everything under cord. They got everything under control. It's all good. Got it. I, I think that I, so I've I've been to Legoland most recently in in Windsor in England with my uh, nephew who's 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 aged uh, seven years old. Um, that's pretty cool if you got young kids. But Universal, hands down. I, I went there. With my kids a couple of years ago for Halloween at Universal, I was chased around by people with like machetes and terrible things to try and scare the hell out of me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was um, it was an experience that I wouldn't necessarily want to do again, but it was um, Universal. All right, everybody, you've heard it here. Gary Goodman's favorite amusement park, Universal. Stay tuned till next week to find out what the answer is. Hey, Shashi, can I chime in on this for one second? You can chime in, of course, Jimmy. 
Yeah, because um, um, I have a five-year-old, and um, she is obsessed, and we are heading off to Legoland. So if anyone from Legoland is listening, or anyone... Um, hey, when do you go to Legoland? Anyone who's listening um, has well, a friend at well, Legoland, I'm prepared to vote that Legoland is the absolute favorite amusement yeah, park. Sylvie's not going to listen to this. She's not going to know. Not, Sylvie's not going to listen, but can someone from Legoland help me out and give us a little, uh, little extra hospitality? And then, by the way, next year we're going to Disney. So Disney, you're next year, and then in the following year, we're going to Universal. So I've got my roadmap right now. My choice is Legoland. Okay. All right. Anyone from Legoland Studio, Legoland, if you're listening, yes. please yes. get Jimmy some VIP treatment. Yeah, a little fast track, a little fast track. Oh, All right, whatever they got. Maybe you got a couple extra Legos. All right, here we go. Now it's time for our crystal ball moment. A chance for all our guests to put on their Crescent and Miss Cleo hat and predict the future, the future. How do you see, Gary, restaurants and dining two years from now in relation to hospitality and technology? Two years doesn't sound like a long time, but at the pace we're moving, that's a lifetime. What do you think? I think two years sounds like no time at all, to be honest, given what we're doing two years ago. We were at home, weren't we? Um, Two themes I, I think I think is going to happen, right? Efficiency needs automation. So back of house robotics, we're seeing that coming in 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 you know sort of um, a big way, particularly for limited service, uh, you know sort of uh, brands. And front of house, I mean, pay at table has been. I am still frankly shocked at how challenging it is to pay for food here in the U.S. given what we have in Europe. But we're going to close this. We're going to cross this this you know a chasm as an industry. We're going to get. We're going to enable you to, to pay for your meal and leave when you want to rather than when you can. And, um, and then the other thing I think is just there's going to be more competition, uh, you know, inflationary pressures. And so, you know, expectations are going to be higher. You need to be on your A game. You need to, you need to kind of, you know, deliver that consistent experience to keep your guests coming back. I like it. Can't argue I like with it. any of I those, like Jimmy. Those are things that we are hearing a lot of. Automation, pack a house, resonating uh, across the globe. Without a doubt. Uh, Gary, so I think we're done, yeah. right? We're all good. We're, we we're almost, almost over there. I got two things to add. First of all, <laughs> I got to do the branded quick fire because I got to ask. Oh, I gotta ask. Right. But oh, I just I'm wanted sorry. to interject. Our producer, Julie Zucker, has informed me, Gary, that there are five Six Flags in the great state of Texas. And I am sure there is one close to you in Austin. And by the way, I have been to a few Six Flags with my kids. And let me tell you, they love it because they got some great roller coasters there. I'm going. I'm going. Done. Thank there you. you. All right. Here we go. Brandon Quickfire. Gary, I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. Don't think too quick, okay? Don't think too hard. Uh, and, and just first thing comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm all in. All right. Your favorite accent? Italian. Love Italy. Love everything about Italy. Favorite hubba bubba flavor? Um, I came up with uh, Atomic Apple. Um, and put on the packaging, open with care for the flavor. The best thing I've ever done. Love it. Where are you getting dinner from tonight, Gary? I am either cooking pasta or uh, my wife is here, so we might go. I mean, Velvet Taco is one of my, 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 my points in town, so I might cycle down there later. Favorite food city in the world? Uh, you know, anywhere in Italy, but in terms of the U.S., I'm going to say Las Vegas for me is the place. It's the only reason for going there. I think the food there is incredible. Uh, not a big fan of the city other than that, but uh, Vegas. Where is your favorite place to travel, Mr. Goodman? Oh, Italy. No, 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 Sorry. no, no. I, I, um, the place to be, as in the place to really just, just, just offload. There's a tiny little, little piece of land east of Krabi in Thailand called Koh Lanta. 
And that's my place. I, I've moved into an apartment in, in Austin. I took some photos of the, of the sunsets there, and they're, they're in my room here. And, and um, I'm looking at it now, and it's um, that's my place, Koh Lanta in Thailand. Koh Lanta. Yeah. I'll have to look that up on Google Maps after the show, Jimmy. I, I need help. No that idea one. where that is. I, I, I need some help. Gary might have made that up. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to challenge Jimmy Rye to a game of musical chairs, who would you have better <laughs> odds of beating? Look at how fast I'm moving. Look at how I'm doing yoga. Yeah, probably I'm swimming. I'm swimming, Gary. It depends what time of day it is, Shatsy. Because because the reality is that you know Jim is like an early riser. We know that, right? So if it's before Jimmy before, hasn't slept in years, before <laughs> ten in the morning, I'm picking you, Shatsy, um, because Jim is gonna gonna win hands down. After, I agree. after ten in the morning, um, Jimmy, and after ten at night, probably you're both gonna have a problem. I think. Yeah. Why? Why do you say that? What is happening after ten at night? Yeah. The McCallan, McCallan Jimmy out. comes out. I've just been out with you tonight. I was going to say I'll be tired, and Chad, you would have consumed uh, your best of what Johnny Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker offered. and McCallan. Why can't we get them to sponsor Jimmy? I, I think the way, I think right now they feel don't break what's not broken. We're consuming plenty. <laughs> We're buying plenty. Very well oh, without why, why should they sponsor for? The only thing that can happen is sales go down. Exactly. Uh, I think your answer was very, uh, very correct. I was going to say, Shatsy's got me on the speed and the agility, and I've got the size to bump you out of the way. 100%. But okay, fair enough. Listen, Gary, we want to thank you so much for joining us uh, and for sharing all your great insights. Uh, we appreciate your hard work uh, supporting this industry and really do love what you and your team are doing. It's important. It matters. And I think there's some amazing uh, days and, and, and things to come for uh, you and Team Yumpingo. If you want to get in touch with Gary directly, you can email the podcast team at brandedstrategic.com. Podcast at brandedstrategic.com. And we'd be happy to make the introduction for you. To our listeners, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to tune in with us. We know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there and you choosing to hang out with us is something we appreciate and we value. Please join us next week. Hey, wait, we Jimmy, Jimmy, I got, a, I got, Gary just privately texted me. Yes. Privately texted me something. And I got to tell oh. you, he is very gracious and generous. He is going to give one, one, only one lucky listener. So listen, one lucky listener. We mentioned breaking news earlier, Jimmy. Yes. That Yum Pingo is now in 22 countries. Yes. Gary has graciously given away a trip <laughs> to one listener and their guest and their guest to visit all 22 countries where Yum Pingo <laughs> is to check out Yum Pingo at one restaurant in each country. Gary, that is unbelievable. So listen, <laughs> dial in now, people, because there's only one lucky listener gets that. Wow. That is the yeah. best giveaway we've had, Jimmy. That is certainly the best giveaway, and you can call all uh, countries, Jimmy. Yeah, can I say something? Can I say yeah, five, 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 five? You want to add to that? There's more. There's more, Gary. Thank you for your partnership. Thank you for your honesty and your integrity over the years. It means a great deal to me, and and um, and I can't wait to do more with you guys going forward. Thank you, Gary. We appreciate. We really do appreciate. I thought you were going to add airfare to the whole thing. <laughs> See, wait, again, Gary's being, uh, you know, being a genuine, a genuine, and 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 having a nice moment with us, and you, you, Shatsy. Butchering. It's Gary texting me. Jimmy, I'll show you the text. <laughs> Gary, we appreciate you. And again, we, we love being on this journey with you. As I was saying to our guests, please join us next week when we welcome Mr. Tom Gordon, president and CEO of Slim Chickens Restaurant. Wow, are they growing fast, Jimmy? They are growing fast. And By the again, way, they just opened up a whole bunch of stores in the UK, Gary. They did. They did. 
Yes. I'm going. Yes. Flip, flip chickens, baby. All right. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of the exciting guests we have coming up in the future. Better yet, invite a friend to hang out with us the next time. So until then, this is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, signing off with great appreciation to Gary Goodman, and I'm passing it back to my boy, Shatsy. It's the restaurant guy, a.k.a. Shatsy, or Shatsy, a.k.a. the restaurant guy, signing off. Gary, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank nice. you. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Thanks.